Hello, and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And continuing our latest tradition of more modern movies, it's another modern movie, Dave. The newest shit, man. The newest and the best. It's so new, it's like a year old. Yeah. A little little over. Filmed uh, just, or they started filming right before the pandemic hit. Uh, And we'll get into some of that. Uh, But this is 2021's Werewolves Within, which is based on a video game. Did you know that? I did, and I saw today that it was the highest rated horror movie based on a video game ever, which is a super, like, specific genre to watch. But Yeah. It is. The only ones I can think of are pretty, I mean, aside from Resident Evil. Like, the only other ones I can think of are, like, super garbage. Like what is that Uwe Bowl movie, The House of the Dead or something? Like that was that was super bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh somehow I think that got some sequels. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. If they uh, if they can fund sequels to that shit, they'll fund anything. Get out there and make your movies, people. Right. Even if you got three hundred dollars an iPhone, you can do it. Absolutely. I got anything. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, Dave, and I'm going to say that their vision is probably uh, more succinct and more uh, more appropriate for a movie than even Uwe Bowles. Big words, I know, but yeah. I bet it will be less convoluted of a story than than his Hulk movie. Did he make that Hulk movie? I think so, didn't he? The one with uh, Eric Bana? Oh my god, did they let him make a Marvel movie at one point? (laughs) That's bonkers. It was before Marvel had the rights to their own movies. Oh my god. Rabble, if I'm wrong, hit us up, let us know. But uh, (laughs) Tell them where they can let us know. I got some confidence here. You can let us know by uh, getting a hold of us on the the Twisters. Uh, You can hit me up at Sweetness one with six E's or at Whorehouse Two because there are two of us. You can email us Whorehouse Podcast at gmail.com or go to the Whorehouse page on Facebook. Uh you could leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash horrorhouse, and we would be happy to play your voicemail on the air unless you tell us not to, and then yeah. We'll, prob- we'll probably honor your wishes. Or, you know, we could do like, you know, like Unsolved Mysteries or stuff. Like, uh, you know, like garble it up, like edit it to make it not sound like their voice. Like pitch shift it real deep. and Right. You'll never, they'll never recognize you. I thought you meant like, we'll just play the regular audio, but we'll have our face silhouetted while we play it. <laughs> on, our, on our audio podcast. Right. right. That, that sounds like a lot of extra work. Uh, it it does sound but, like the kind of thing we would do, though. But maybe worth it. But maybe worth it. Finally, if you would be as so kind as to rate us wherever you're listening, whatever, whatever kind of stars you want to throw our way, we'll take them. We're very star greedy people. Um, and yeah, so please, sir, please, may we have a star? May we have another? Uh, good times, good times. So yeah, let us know. If we're right, if we're wrong, what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to see in the future. Uh, if there's segments or guests you'd like on the show, you know, 
We Bring do have we do have uh, some no goes on uh, certain guests, so that we just uh, John Stamos is not allowed in here after what he tried to pull last time. Stamos, never again. We I put ourselves. I still got a scar on my scapula. I, Stamos, unbelievable, unbelievable behavior. Or as I like to call him, Scamos. Not not scay like gay like scay S C scar on my scapula for scamos. Oh, I was I was, think, I was thinking scat like scatmos. Oh, scatmos. Dolby oh, scatmos. That's like a got him. That's the you shittiest. Got you got him, Chris. <laughs> uh, a Kathleen Turner not allowed on the podcast I... anymore. We just, we can't, I don't even like to talk about that. That's too, it, too, it took too, too long to get her in her back in her clothes and out the door. <laughs> we overstayed her welcome. People listening are why like, she showed okay, up naked. Okay, I get the John Stamos joke, but the, oh, the hit that cuts pretty close. It cuts pretty close to the Turner. <laughs> there's somewhere out there is like a huge, was she Cagney and Lacey? Someone out there is a huge Cagney and Lacey fan, like, Fuck you! She can go around naked if she wants. They're just knocking their shit over in a rage. Fuck the whorehouse ketchup. podcast. Who do they, who you think you are? Ketchup bottle flying against the wall at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> we know you're a Cagney and Lacey fan. It's okay. Uh, that said, how about we hit an ad, come back, and talk about some werewolves? In parentheses, question mark? Because... It's a it's a who done it real who done it tonight. Yes, yes. All right, let's get that ad. And we're back uh, tonight. Werewolves within 2021. Best described, I thought it was the perfect description. Clue meets werewolves. I yeah, uh, I the little bit that I read. Uh, was bringing Clue up a little bit. I'd never watched Clue, the movie. Mm-hmm. I, it was always on like HBO and stuff when I was a kid, but it's one of those movies I just never got around to. And I wanted to ask you, because I was pretty sure that you've mentioned Clue before. Did Yes, yeah. Did, did you, do you agree with that assessment of, of Clue plus werewolves? Is that pretty... Yes. Yeah, it I it is accurate. I feel like it's been a long time. I mean, I'm not what Gaga or Clue, but it was a decent little you know who done it movie, mm-hmm. a little bit of a comedy, and I think it also was like a uh, uh the secret is that like everybody hand to hand and killing him, you know, or some shit like that. I don't I don't remember exactly, but um uh, my high school years were filled with a whole lot of marijuana and drugs are bad kids okay so um but yeah it really has that feel and uh, i the movie is quirky i know i you just hadn't watched it until you were watching it for the show this week right um which i know when it came out on voodoo like we bought it right away um i think that makes us an early adopter I think um so, yeah but um, what did what did you think? Did it did the story pull you in? Uh, I I don't know. The I mean, it's a pretty simple story. Like mm-hmm. 
there's a werewolf, maybe. And I think what I what got me into it initially for the first little while was just kind of the like what's the word for the like the characters are very kind of eccentric and kind of mm-hmm. quirky. Yeah, and I I think that's really what made me pay more attention because mm-hmm. like everybody is like like very much like here's this character and then even the in the way that they look like they're kind of caricatures in some ways at least uh maybe certain characters more than others but well you you bring up the costumes and i did read that um there was some intention behind the costumes um and I'm not sure who this came from. Josh Rubin, maybe. Um, but um, they wanted the costumes to be a little bit over the top. Like, you know, re- kind of bold and stand out in ways that they looked like they were going to have action characters made of them. So, you know, you you get it. You, you boil a whole character down into, a, uh, you know, four and a half inch G.I. Joe toy. Doll. Action action figure. Action figure, Chris. Or action figure, Steve. Uh, <laughs> you know, the details get lost, so you have to have that boldness to the costume, or they all just kind of mm-hmm. look the same. So there was that aspect. And after I knew that, then that made sense. Because, like, and also their story sense. Spoilers for those who... Uh, might not understand how we do things around here in a horror movie podcast. Talking about a horror movie, there might be a spoiler or two. Um, so, proud to say my girlfriend um, plays Cecily, and her male girl costume just is, it's, it looks like you could fit two of her in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you said male girl, my brain like turned over us like male girl, like a man girl. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> this being a trans movie. I don't the know male, what this means. Male person Cecily, as she you know, and especially this most when I watched it this week, I found myself thinking, oh man, there are people who watch this and are dying at the wokeness uh, of the movie. Is there wokeness? I I don't... She... I'm not a male man. I'm a male person. Um, Oh, right, um, right, right. I liked when they... When the... They had the guns all pointed at each other and the one guy... Gay guy says, Are we in a Mexican standoff? (laughs) And his boyfriend was like, "Uh, Oh, honey, that's racist. Just stand off. Don't say Mexican. (laughs) Yeah. Which cracked me up. I thought it was funny. I thought it. I thought the I movie thought, did yeah. a very good job with that. Like it's not the like preachy woke, but some characters are more woke. And I it I really have some thoughts about the themes here beyond that may or may not exist beyond just a werewolf who done it. Okay, I but, the the gay couple were. Uh, Pretty far and away my favorite characters in the movie. 
as yeah. far as the yeah. comedy of it went. Um, like the don't say Mexican, the I forget the context, but they were talking about their money or whatever. And he's like, we're not millionaires. And then the, the one guy's like, well, and he's like, wait, are we? <laughs> I'm like, and oh, the, you. Joaquim with an M is also, he's plays in uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Oh, I'm going to have to so, watch this shit. It just keeps it's, building up. There's so much going on. <laughs> it, oh my God. it really is funny. I'm way behind. Cause I just, you know, I, I, it's, I, you would think I live some kind of jet set life, but you know, um, really not, but I haven't watched as much of it as I would like it. Cause it is really funny. I enjoyed it, but he plays his character in what we do in the shadows is a, uh, is that of a familiar to the vampires. Mm. Okay. Uh, so he kind of gets shit on a lot, but it's, it's funny. Well, let's get into uh, what you were talking about um, with the the themes and stuff you think that may um, or may not be there. Uh, but, uh, right. Well, the, learn the, the surface, the surface kind of arc for Finn Wheeler, our intrepid ranger, is just kind of him growing a pair. You know, yeah. not he he's a nice guy and at that because of that he gets walked on it's clear that his you know girlfriend has walked all over him um i i i like him i like sam richardson as as a as a person as an actor i think he does a good job ben i liked i thought ben was a great guy i think i i would enjoy hanging out with ben he's such a you know just a jolly guy you i could go bowling or axe throwing with Finn and he seems like he's a good guy. Uh, Cecily, she's very cute. They have a little bit of chemistry there, which I will say from Jump Street, the first time I watched this, I was like, <laughs> that it, it seems like they built that chemistry awfully quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, like she, uh, so, but then... When you later on in the movie, you find out why that it that it is one sided and that it is a little bit of an act, you know. But um, which which it, I thought paid off. I thought it was a it was a good payoff. Um, the deeper theme I saw, I seemed to see, and again, I I, I hate to preach this. I mean, this is probably on your bingo card. You know, it's basically a free space on your bingo card for me to say <laughs> the themes we see in movies and TV and music and art, those themes that we interpret say more about us than they do about the art or the intentions of the artist. Um, so that being said, the, most of the characters were very much like either conservative-ish or liberal-ish. Um, and, and it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of like in-between people. Um, if there was in-between people, it was Finn or, you know, maybe a little bit of Cecily for, for a large part of it. And I'm trying to 
it's hard, Chris, when you have emotion. Like I, I'm very emotional about being able to do this tonight, um, <laughs> because Melania uh, Van Troob is my girlfriend. She just doesn't know it. Um, Stella knows it. When we watched it last night, uh, when they got to the you know axe throwing scene, and she comes out to Ace of Base, and she's jamming with you know the the tits out, yeah, not out, not really out, but you know, you can't put them away, right? Even Stella, we were laying in bed watching it, and Stella's like, "Here's here's the part you like best." <laughs> um, so, but you have um. Marcus and Gwen, you know, the, the mechanic chick and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. they're very much like, you know, um, working class with just a touch of white trashy in there. Conservative. Um, you have Janine, the, the hotel manager that probably is, comes across very neutral. Um, her husband is not really in it substantially, um, outside of just a little bit in the open. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you got Sam Parker, who's the, who's the conservative business tycoony guy. Mm -hmm. Then you have the gay couple, Joaquin and Devin, you know, that are very liberal. You have Dr. Ellis, who is, you know, female doctor, environmentalist, you know, so um, you would think that she's pretty liberal. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that she's in it enough to really get a good right, right. feel for her, you know, political stance, but, you know, she she's probably that. Trish and, um, and her husband, Pete, um, you know, they want to sell out. She wants to have the craft store and I don't know what Pete does for a living. He's, you know, I don't know. Sorry, 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 Pete. But you know what? There's, there's the, that, and they're very much kind of take sides and in a very elaborate and cartoony and fun way. You know, this is becomes a little bit of a, um, what is it? Monsters on Baker Street. From um, Twilight Zone. Yeah. It, what, what is the name of the episode? The Monsters Are Due uh Maple Street? Maple Street. Yeah. Yeah. Monsters are the monsters are doing in Maple Street, yeah. Yeah. So you you get a little bit of that, you know, they're who's who's doing what? Everybody starts accusing each other. They do get into this the standoff with the guns. Um ever everybody starts turning on each other, which is it goes like it's pretty slow pace, you know, with little moments, and then it just kind of explodes into some craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it very much becomes conservative versus liberal, or people against each other, you know. And I have to think Sam is the stand-in for good old, you know, America. And he's kind of okay. caught in the middle of this pole. Uh, so. I, I don't you know. Mean, you, you, I don't you're, know. You're talking uh, Finn. Finn. 
What did I say? Sam. Sam is the actor. It was just a coincidence that I was looking at uh, Sam Parker, Wayne Duvall, as you said that, and I was like, stand in for America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, well, well, I mean, that that's true. Different, different, so, different uh, type of America, but yes. <laughs> and then I was a, like, a oh, different, right. a, a different part of America. And, the, you know, I think that they're really... I don't want to get into the political podcast. We'll save that for the uh, uh, New American Party podcast when we when we fire that up. Coming after the midterms. I, <laughs> I didn't say which year. Come, um, coming after a midterms. <laughs> like my English midterms. So I, I, I just thought that. I thought that it was very much like I, I thought that could be read as a theme, like the, the characters and how much they're not, they're tearing each other apart. And what does it do? It tears the town apart. And, it, you know, it's not, nobody's making an effort to see other people's side or where they come from. Everybody's in it for what they're getting out of it. Right. Even, even the people who don't want to sell. Janine, who doesn't want to sell, because she's got the bed and breakfast, and she makes, you know, mention of, I'm the only food game in town. She, why, you know, she's the big fish in a little pond. So Sam's come waving all this money around, and yeah, she could elevate her finances, but then what would that do to her? If you elevate all the boats, then her boat is less special than the rest of the boats. So maybe she's, you know, has her own reasons for wanting to stay big fish in a little pond. The the Joaquin and Devin, uh, you know, they're already millionaires. Why do why do they want to sell? They came for, and and maybe it's not even a selfish thing that they don't want to sell for, but they have their own motivations. They want they came here for the solitude and the back to nature and the getting away from the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to sell? Um, but. You know, that's their, you know, in a way that can be read as their own social um, self-centeredness, you know, at Trish and Pete and, you know, all these other people, they're willing to sell because, you know, their social standing isn't as great and they, they could use that money. So I don't, I don't. And there's, you've not read anything about the, the, the writer or the director talking about this? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hmm. You may be on something. Maybe on something. So I don't know. I really did you so have you played the werewolves with that in game? I just even found out about this game like a couple just a couple weeks ago before we even mm-hmm. I don't know if we had talked about doing this movie yet or if it was somewhere around that time, a couple weeks ago, okay. and I saw okay. I randomly saw it on like one of the consoles stores for sale, and I was like, "Werewolves Within" is that a thing that I know of from somewhere? And watching this, I'm like, "Is that that game I know of from somewhere?" And it, it was a lot of back and forth until I finally realized that it was based on that. Um, I've not played it. Um, I really don't know anything about the game. Uh, I I do know it's set in a medieval town, 
And it sent, I thought it was a VR game, but uh, it's set in a medieval town, and you, it sounds like you're a, one of the townspeople, and you may have to, like, RPG a little bit, and you're trying to figure out who is the werewolf. I don't know that it's, I in, in my mind, I've pictured it as, you know, not a game where you're building weapons and leveling up and combating as much as you're tracking down clues and following leads and right, right. asking questions. So it also very much reminds me and, and Stella brought this up today um, One Night Werewolf which we yeah. happen to enjoy playing when we get together sometimes. Yeah. So which is yeah. an awesome game if you've not played and you like games and board games this isn't it's not actually a board game but you're you know, you, you get yeah. It's a game. It's it for a group of friends. Yeah, and it, it not a whole bunch of cards and I mean cards to deal out your roles, right? That was about it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's it. And which is the and I'm, they're not a whole lot of rules, which is some of my favorite types of games. You don't got to learn much. You can get right to it. Just jump in at the. I, I love a game. I like games that have a lot of complex strategy too. Mm-hmm. But I very much enjoy a game that you can just say, you know what? The best way to learn it is to play it and jump in. Um, if you, I do. The basis of the game is you deal out these small tiles that have certain roles, and you have a certain number of tiles depending on how many players we're playing. If you've got five people playing, you use eight of the tiles. Everyone will get one tile, and three tiles go face down in the middle. And you get to look at your own tile. Some of the rolls have special jobs they do. And so everyone will go to sleep for the night, which you put your head down, close your eyes. And then someone will read, and they'll take turns going through the rolls. Like, all the werewolves wake up and see if there's any other werewolves around. Uh, If you're one of the minions... You know, werewolves keep your hands up, but close your eyes. Minions wake up, and you get to see who the werewolves are, but they're not going to know who you are. And and um, you can. There are people that get to swap tiles, but at the end of the night, when everyone wakes up, and you you know who you are, but you don't know what everyone else is, or you think you know who you are, depending on what happened during the night. Then you start making accusations and talking and fighting and arguing about who you think is the werewolf. And at some undesignated time, you just say, okay, let's vote. And you vote on who's the werewolf. And if you killed the werewolf, you win. If you didn't, you lose. I fucking told you I wasn't the werewolf. I fucking told you. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Every time. Yeah, everyone told us they weren't the werewolf. That's the hardest. That's what makes the game hard is nobody admits they're the werewolf. It is fun. It is a fun game. It's, and that's what I thought. It is this, so beautiful in its simplicity. Yeah. That's what I thought that this movie was uh, at first. I was like, is this that werewolf uh, game that we played? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, half, kind of. <laughs> but not mm-hmm. not uh, conceptually, it's not. It's uh, it's its own game. Uh, I, I would imagine, as like you said, the, the ratings for this are pretty decent. At, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, um, it may be 
uh, instance of a movie being rated higher than its video game counterpart. Yeah, I, I, I have known about the werewolves within game for a while, but like not only since this movie came out. Right. And like I said, we were early adopters, so I love this movie. Um, spoiler alert, I love this movie. But it's pretty good. I did take a guess. I don't know. Did you look up any budget or box office or numbers or anything? Uh, I know it's kind of been a while since we've looked at those for a movie. I, don't go and look at it now if you haven't. Oh, I've that's I was on my way. The only thing that I read yeah, was that it had um started a month before COVID really hit. Mm-hmm. And I I am really feeling that in some like current movies. Uh they feel kind of suffocated in their production, if that makes any sense. Like, there's certain mm-hmm. movies where it's like, they could be just filmed on green screens and shit, like, you know, some Marvel stuff. And it still feels like people are further apart. And it just doesn't seem... They don't seem as big. Yeah. I'm really feeling that. I didn't feel that with this one. Uh, and that, uh, that may have changed as they continued filming. I'm sure they may not have been done in a month, but I, when I read that, I was like, that actually, I, I kind of, I kind of feel that because certainly right now I feel like the COVID stuff, uh, COVID productions (laughs) are, uh, making things feel a little weird in, in movies. And I can't wait till it's completely gone. To, I, I mean, it's not going to be gone, but the to a reasonable extent, the restrictions of production and stuff and things can look and kind of so, feel more like a movie used to. Take a just a guess, and I know that the, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. You're not going to going to be close. I I'm, promise not to laugh I'm at a, you. I'm a perfectly take horrible a, guesser. I will do okay. Great. great. Take a guess at the budget. For this movie. Two million. Six point five million. Ah. Which is still I mean, that's not a big budget. Uh-huh. It's not a big budget movie. Now take a guess at the box office. Two million. Less than one. Ha <laughs> ha! I said I wasn't gonna lie at, laugh at you. I lied. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. That was those were horrible guesses, Chris. You suck. Wow. I got to delete Dave's track right now. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Show is done. Um, less but I mean, than a million he, in box. Well, I mean, when did it actually release? What was its release date? Did it come out? Um, limited release. And that that's where they get you. Limited yeah. release, June 25, 2021. Followed by video on demand, June, July 2nd, 2021. Um, I I had trouble. I was trying to find like total intake, and I actually did not see it. Um. Oh, IMDb. Remember the good old days when IMDb like told you all that shit. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to you, they IMDb, got, but they just got greedy. Here we go. 
Opening weekend, two hundred fifty thousand. It this says gross worldwide intake was less than a million. The the opening weekend was only two hundred fifty thousand. Gross U.S. in intake, box office intake, five hundred seventy five. I wish they would update those and include, or even if they separate them, so you can do your own math. I can add two numbers together. <laughs> um, like how much they gain from streaming and so because i mean as we move forward that's going to be more and more a bigger chunk of of the intake for these movies i feel like yeah i mean it may be, maybe that has to do something with their bargaining chip for later on as hiding some of that who knows you know they're like oh my last movie i mean we only got you know 900,000 box office for this you know Six point five mm-hmm. million budget, but let me tell you, we did pretty good what? on VOD. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I how mean, good? I think Marvel, like, I'll just, I'll just leave it at pretty good, pretty darn good. And then those executives are like, "Well, damn! If they're saying pretty darn good, let's write them another check for six point five million, shall we?" Actually, yeah. have you ever made a Marvel movie? Why don't you make a Marvel movie? What? <laughs> Here's six hundred and seventy-five million. Um, I feel like Disney did that to Scarlett Johansson. Remember when Black Widow came out, and they were like, "I'm sorry, Scarlett, your pay is based on the box office intake. Mm. We can't help it that it went to streaming. It was delayed like two and a half years, and then went to streaming. You know, two days after it was in the box right. office, and she sued them, right?" Yeah, I think she. I think she finally got paid. I think they ended up settling. I think probably. So, and, but um, I'm pretty sure she got paid, and rightfully so. I mean, damn. I mean, that was one of those movies that just got. I mean, and the Top Gun sequel was one of those that just got delayed and delayed because they really, uh, they really wanted that that theater money. Yeah, well, Top Gun is like the sixth highest grossing movie of all time. The sequel. Yeah, when they say these things now, I just don't put much stock into them anymore. Because I know that inflation (laughs) is taken into regard to a degree. But at the same time... You think just tickets are more, so that's why they take in more money? I mean, that's a Partly, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And that that's why, I, you know, as, as time goes on, the more that it's like, oh, Endgame has surpassed this and this, and I'm like, it just ain't the same, brother. It just ain't the right. same. Right. Um, It'll be like, Avatar 2's gangbusters. They're just, it's like, I can't, I can't. I can't with this. I never even saw the first one. Pocus Pocus 2 is now the highest grossing Horror movie about which is starring <laughs> Bette Midler of all time. Um, I it doesn't take much. It I just need the tiniest nudge to get onto the these polls or these numbers are bullshit um, thing. We every morning on the way to work, like on the morning radio show. I don't know. Every morning radio show has to do. Uh, hey, it's trivia with Jack coming in. Can you guess what? A kitchen appliance kills more people than any other kitchen appliance ever here. Uh, 
They're, and then they'll come up with like, uh, your ice maker, the ice maker kills 5 billion people a year worldwide. Really? Well, who's making these numbers up? <laughs> the same people. We took, a, we took a poll, and can you guess what America's favorite flavor of ice cream is? It's salt and vinegar. Who knew? <laughs> did, did the salt and vinegar ice cream people conduct this poll? And is only of themselves. Yeah, that's their source at the end of this article. It's like information <laughs> yes. provided by. Right. Bob asked Gary, and this is what he said. <laughs> oh, it must be true. So, getting back to the to the werewolves, um, and I mean, also that, that initial <laughs> being an IFC production, it doesn't got the you know the big the big wings that you know. Another big studio. The, the big studio. Which, I mean, yeah. is IFC even a small studio at this point? I mean, <laughs> IFC is, it may not be no freaking uh, universal. Yeah. It ain't Disney. It's not this. But I mean, if any small time director that's independent is going to is gonna be like, no, I don't want your IFC check to make my movie. It's not really independent. That's not really independent money. Six point five million, even though it's you know not as much as it used to be. Show me an independent director that's not going to be like six point five million, and then immediately shits and comes and passes out in their pants. It ain't. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm I'm looking at their page. I mean, you know, a lot of their movies. I don't even know what. Never heard of them. The Watcher. I'm actually watching currently, not like this second, but I'm I'm in the middle of watching that on Shutter. Um, the Innocence looked good. I think they had like a little horror imprint, didn't they? Weren't they the Were they the After Dark people? Uh, maybe. Maybe they got one hatching about a twelve year old girl that finds a strange egg that like hatches some carnivorous bird. It, that looks pretty kind of wild. Um, clean with Adrian Brody. Um, God, who thought I'd ever talk about him twice in my life? <laughs> um, the Feast, I think, was horror. So you know they they've got they've got a little bit of horror cred at least. We need to do something demonic. Um. John in the hole? That sounds like a whole different <laughs> Independent can cover a whole gamut of different things. Um, what did you think of the makeup in this movie? There's not a lot. There's not a whole lot of gore. Um, but we do get, uh, we do get a, not a big transformation, but get a little bit of a transformation, and we get a, a werewolf, uh, werewolf makeup. I thought it was okay. I mean, it didn't put me off. Uh, also, um, it's a it's a female werewolf, which is uh, mm -hmm. somewhat of a rarity, right? So, and they didn't go full sexy werewolf. They did not, and they could have. Which is, <laughs> they could have, they could have. I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't. It did, you know. I just feel weird if it if she had like eight nipples hanging off the bottom of her costume, <laughs> you know, or something. I, that's it. Just that's, would not have been the, right. The, uh, 
the second person that could have fit in that male person costume was actually <laughs> just making room for her teats. Who, there who you knew? Go. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucked I, up. That would have that would have maybe raised my score. I'm like, this has got some Cronenberg shit going on. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect this. I'm down. I'm down. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I mean, you've got something for the female, you know, like because the, the sexy pine, the sexy porcupine girl is, mm. you know. I know you're a stand. Yeah. So if I don't get some of that in the Hellraiser reboot coming up, not specifically porcupine, but something of that flavor. Right. We're saving that for the Nightbreed Hellraiser crossover. That we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I was a little bit let down in the makeup. I think I was just starting to expect too much. Like, and mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting like an American Werewolf in London like transformation scene. It, it, it's maybe a good thing they didn't even try. I mean, we got a little bit of that. I think oh, we got yeah. the flavor yeah. of a transformation, which is all you really need. A lot of times, my favorite, my favorite part of the transformation is when she's just standing there and she realizes he realizes, mm-hmm. and she's got her shoes off and she like the toes does that thing with her toes. Yeah. It one it sent shivers of I'm uncomfortable down my spine. <laughs> um, but I, but I I liked it in that place. It was really it was it all was, right. That was yeah. That kind of made up for any kind of low-budgety kind of transformation they could have put in. Uh, like, that moment w- it got the point across. And when you don't have a big budget for makeup, I, I think that was a kind of a genius, uh, genius way to get through that. Um, how, come, how come IMDb doesn't credit somebody with the stunt toes in that case or is that her real fucking toes i don't, I don't know because i may have to think rethink this relationship if that's her real toes i'm not a big shrimper so i could probably overlook it <laughs> you could uh tweet tweet her and ask her but that may be simp that's... that may be simp uh right. territory. she's like for your credit card i Number, I can tell you all about my toes. <laughs> and my toe care regimen. I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know, to, You're not to that feet point are nothing special to me. Yeah, I'm not, that's not my thing. I know that's like the most common fetish. Um, or so they tell us. That's what they Fucking say. lion that poles. Is... That's what the poles say. Yeah. I mean, I, that's fine. I, I like Cute girls and cute feet, but it's you know I'm not like oh those feet though. <laughs> Do you ever look at your own feet and you're like, how the fuck is somebody selling pictures of this shit? Like not specifically your own, but you're just like, I'm looking at mine. I'm like I could be in Middle Earth right now as far as what I'm looking at, but somewhere somebody else is making millions of dollars on OnlyFans and OnlyFeets, and then like. Fucking here I am Frodo in it. Like, piss off. It pisses me off, is what I'm saying. Yeah. This has been a weird I, episode. We've went a lot of different, we've covered a lot of different ground. <laughs> right, right. I don't know that we've ever been where we are right now. 
Which is all right. That's all right. That's all right. Um, um, any other no. any other points uh, on the movie or production wise that you want to talk about? Did you did you feel any of that with the uh, the COVID kind of things? At least uh, this, and also you know other movies since then being I, weird. I I do. I have felt that. I waiting. Because it's 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 weird in that like nobody really wants to take on that subject. Yeah. If COVID is not central to the plot, it's completely ignored. Yeah. Which is which is fine. I mean, that's we live this shit. We don't need to fucking you know movies are should be some escapism fun. So you know, I I'm not saying that I desiring movies to be like oh you know what would have made this movie really good masks and social distancing <laughs> uh, there 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 is some horror stuff i feel like using that that could be pretty oh, bad yeah. that i somebody's going to do it one day it may it may take a few more years uh to get out of our system a little bit more but I mean, definitely, they're, they're, I I don't, I don't want to go too far, I mean, I, we already go a little, I was talking about my own hobby, we can talk about whatever we want, (laughs) yeah, you know, I, I mean, I get it, especially, I, I think the people that are like, oh, the mask is just a way to control you, Dave Mustaine. No, it's not. That's dumb. That's <laughs> fucking dumb. But that idea drawn out to some kind of weird pair, you know, that that is really has some things that could make some good or element. The vaccine is they're gonna kill you off. One that's dumb. If they're gonna kill off a whole bunch of people, it's not gonna be the people that are compliant with, you know. <laughs> That's not, that's not how that works. And last Monday, September 4th, Q was telling everybody that was the day, like, that's the all day right. all the people who got shots turn into zombies. Yes. I, I'm pretty sure I'm still not a zombie. Me so I ate a slice of fresh rich bread pizza tonight. <laughs> Me and Tim were playing a game uh, around that time and kind of counting it down. I was like, I've not heard of this, but let's see what happens. And Lo and behold, our drunk asses went absolutely to bed, nothing. Uh, and or his drunk and ass woke went up to bed. Okay. I had COVID. <laughs> this is my first time drinking since COVID, which is, by oh, the way, wow. so I am fully, I'm back in it. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. You abstained when we did the last show. I. I it, it was not for for want, <laughs> for lack of want, lack of want. Is that English? It's now very apparent that this is not a dry podcast anymore. But yeah, oh what? Yeah, it's not for the teetotalers. <laughs> um, well, let's get to our ratings for this um, for this flick, uh, Dave. Since you, this is your pick. Uh, I'll go first, and uh, okay. 
I'm like, uh, I'm doing this one just off the top of my head. I've not wrote shit down beforehand, which is rare for you. You yeah. usually are the note taker. I'm like the seat my pants guy. <laughs> like Dave, I've wrote down 27 pages for scanners, and you're like, all right, nerd, piss off, chill I, out. To prepare for this <laughs> at one hour and a half long drunk podcast. I wrote a 357-page thesis about yeah. why David Cronenberg is the way he is. I was going through my notes the other day and found that, and I forgot how much that I wrote. And I was like, holy shit, like, it's 25, 26 pages. And I'm like, did you really, you fucking weirdo? I did. Uh, so I tracked down this girl in 12th grade. David Cronenberg sent her a Valentine's gift, <laughs> and she threw it away. And I think that's a big part of why he, you know, is okay. is the way he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but none of that this time. So there's, there's okay. going to be a time or two. I've 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 went uh, nothing. But I'm going pure pure uh, brain Run brain on, power running on instinct yeah. right now. Running I'm on giving instinct. this a seven. Okay. Um, it's. I, I thought, I mean, it's not like knockdown drag out funny to me, but it's still, mm -hmm. it's still funny. Um, I read a few comments and some people were, were like, oh, it's not funny. It's, it's like, it, it is, it is funny. It's just not like smack you in the face, like knockdown drag out, like. Adam, it's an Adam Sandler family Netflix show that is literally just trying to get a cheap, cheap laugh. It's not that. Right. Um, and like I said, my favorite characters were the, were the gay couple. I thought they were fantastic, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, there were, there were a couple, uh, horror moments that were pretty decent, which we've talked about. No, no, you said that if you're going to make a, a horror comedy, that you got to balance those out and you got to have decent horror and decent comedy. Otherwise, pfft, like, pfft, why are right. you doing this? Right. And I feel like they did pretty, I feel like they did pretty good. I feel like there was a pretty good uh, combination of the two. Um I would have liked a little bit better of a werewolf makeup, but that is, I think, just my pretentious makeup loving ass, and so I can. What about Pete? What about Pete getting his hands, his fingers bit off? Uh, I, thought, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Um. And then the like the the gory window in the truck when uh, the redneck chick gets shot. Or the like, meth methy chick, whatever you want to call her. Well, that was, that was uh, some unexpected gore, which is welcome. Um, I would say my biggest uh, crit criticism for this is it when stuff started to happen, it just like all the people dying seemed to just pop, 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 pop. Which I, maybe. That, that's not a criticism, but I would have liked to see them spaced out just a little bit more. It seemed like that was a big chunk just compiled there. Um, and I would have liked to see a little bit more of a whodunit in between each uh, rather than like this big 
explosion of of people dying one by one. Uh, that's my biggest criticism. Um, also, I, I go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I'm trying to interrupt you here. How dare you? For, other forgive me, sir. And also, this movie uh, made me bring up Mahavit toes, my Frodo toes on fucking uh, on the podcast, which I don't appreciate. So maybe maybe I should drop it a couple, but uh, I won't. I won't. I won't this time. Uh, werewolves, werewolves within two. Watch yourself. Is all I can say. Don't let me talk about feet again. All right. Floor is my yours, turn. My turn for the real rating for this movie. I, I put it down before we started here tonight. Um, I really kicked around the don't, rating, but I didn't like kick it around. Don't let love blind you. I did. I, I didn't kick it around in a way that like I was like, should I give it this? Or should I give it that? I'll give it this for this. No, it was more of an instinctual, although it was um, just thought about earlier than you thought about yours, but it was still very instinctual rating. So, I, I mean, I'm just, I just kind of go with it. I almost feel like I almost need um, on Good Mythical Morning when he has the little ratings because he doesn't, right. he can't keep his ratings straight. I kind of feel like I need that board because there are times I'm like, this movie, it was kind of sucky. I'll give it an eight. And then I'm like, this movie was really good, but I have to give it a seven. And I'm like, I don't, I confuse myself sometimes. <laughs> so I got my rating down. Now let's start with my girlfriend. Um, you know her lovingly as the AT&T girl. Melania Fantrow. Fantrow. Uh, she is just She's cute. Um, between her and Finn, they really represent, or for most of the movie, this kind of innocence. Too, there's 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 a wholesomeness to to them, even as they're like developing a relationship with I, which I said I didn't believe, which would have taken me out of it if it was real, but then at the end, she's <laughs> like, uh, I can't believe you would get a girl like, that you would believe that you could get a girl like me. You can't get me. You think girls like and, National Forest, you fucking nerd? Which, right. whew, that cut a little bit deep. I'm not in a National Forest, yeah. but if she'd have been like, you think girls like Queensryche and David's Cronenberg? I'd been like, oh! Back off! Oh, Back off! My, spl <laughs> my spleen! <laughs> Um, so I, I, you know, I, there's a wholesomeness there. The characters are very quirky and the movie does, like I said, it, it plods along and then it just goes bam and just yeah. gunshot blast in the face. Like yeah. everything starts happening. And, um, you know, I did the first time I watched it, I did at when everything's going on and everyone starts killing each other. I thought. So that's the that's the twist is that there's not really a werewolf at all. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that, too. and then, and then you know, Finn and and Cecily go back to the the axe throwing bar, you know, and and I just and I started to think because of the skeptic in me said, "Wait a minute, this isn't wrapping up yet. There's more to the story. Something else is going on. There is a fucking werewolf." <laughs> And then, um, yeah, then it was it was Cecily. Um, 
I thought it was good. I think I agree with you, and I'm almost tempted to come down a half a point because you have made such a good argument that if we don't get that crazy blast, we get less comedy, but we drag out the horror a little bit. And you can sprinkle in a different comedy. Like, it doesn't have to be that comedy. That might be where this... Where production was like, okay, you know, COVID has started. Uh, this movie started one month before the COVID lockdowns. Yeah. The principal photography began. And it might have been like, okay, we have to really compress the shooting schedule. We have to really do this different. And I would like to hear more stories behind that. But I actually looked and I couldn't find much. Um, I found myself for the really lamenting the fact that I owned it on digital. And Voodoo does, for a lot of things, have like special features available and stuff, but mm-hmm. nothing for this. Nothing on at least what we bought. But again, we sometimes we get screwed because we are early adopters. We want to buy the first the movie as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Stella was heartbroken when Nope was not on video on demand for purchase this week. Obviously, just, um, just rental. Just rental right now. So I do think that maybe if we if we were in a non-COVID world, maybe the production could have dragged out. Maybe it would have been dragged out more. And I really do. I do think that that might have been because Very possible, yeah. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on the idea that COVID did that. I'm gonna not deduct the half point. And I'm going to stay with my original rating of an 8. I I enjoy this movie. I have watched it several times. I thought you were going to be higher and, on it. Uh, I thought, I thought um, 8.5 at least. So I'm kind of, I'm kind okay. of shocked that it's just an 8. Yeah, I, I'm, at, I'm at an 8. I think that you know, I'm a I'm a product of my time. Please don't judge me, future generations, and be like, don't don't cancel me when I'm ninety. More, more, um, more lady, uh, more Cecily, and more Cecily not in big dumpy snow clothes, <laughs> and and maybe I I. Go up a little bit, but Fair. probably That's not. Fair. I mean, I, I I really like this movie, and I that doesn't generally like influence the way I rate a movie. Um, sure, summer uh, sleepaway camp two gets heavy rotation at night, but that doesn't mean I'm going to rate it higher than I normally would. You know, it's just looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at boobies helps me go to sleep, gives me good dreams. So yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You, one thing that I kind of forgot uh, that I wanted to talk about was uh, the very end of the movie, like the werewolf's dead, and Finn's laying there, and he's got that like, and then he gets like a like a, a good little scream out. But he's still just kind of laying there mm-hmm. in the moment, and I'm like, 
I'm like, that's funny. I I like the humor in this mm-hmm. moment. I also like the, kind of like the realness of this moment where it's just like, what else do you got left in you but to do this? Is lay there and just be like, ah! ah. <laughs> Look, I, give him credit. I have, tr- I have earnestly tried several times in my life. I've set a goals of, you know what? I'm not going to cuss as much. And then it never fails by the end of the day. Like, I'm like, fuck! Just fuck! Just fucking, fucking, fucking have to let it right. out. You know? So, uh, just recently, I, in our group text last Friday, and I, granted, well, it was really Thursday and Friday last week, and granted, I was, especially Friday, I was feeling really good. We went out to eat at a Hawaiian-themed restaurant? I don't even think I told you this, Chris. It's called the Inferno Room in Indianapolis. It's right around the corner from my two favorite places on Earth. Tappers, two of my three favorite places on Earth. Tappers, free arcade bar, and Kuma's Corner, heavy metal burger bar. And right in the middle of them is a Hawaiian-themed restaurant called uh, the Inferno Room. Skull decorations everywhere. It was that was super that cool. Very Hellraiser adjacent. The Inferno Room. Oh, it was really cool. My burger. I got the uh, Inferno Burger. Of course, it's the Inferno Room. So I got the Inferno Burger. Right. It had a pineapple relish, fried cheese. Not m- listen to what I'm saying. Not what I'm not saying. <laughs> fried cheese. I didn't say melted cheese. I said fried fucking cheese. Okay. And grilled spam on my hamburger. Intriguing. It was really good. Okay. My drink, though, my drink, the first drink of the night I got was the star of the night. I got the fire dancer, which was had um, um, Kahlua and an espresso liqueur and some other things mixed into it. And it came out in a tiki mug that was like a... It wasn't just a tiki, it was a tiki skeleton mug. Okay. And it was on fucking fire. So that's what happened to and your beard. At, that's what <laughs> happened to the left side of my beard. Uh, thanks, Chris. Don't I didn't my want, apologies. I'm self-conscious, my man. Apologies. Don't bring it up. The scars will heal. Uh, the scars then, heal. Then our waiter like did a little thing where he stood up and he took a little sprinkle and sprinkled a little sp- I think it was cinnamon or something over top of my drink. And then the flame goes. Ah, it it was super cool. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. It, so then my second drink came out in a ceramic tiki that was a fucking parrot. I don't even remember what what that drink was, like a bird of paradise or something like that. But um, the drinks were super strong. It was super good. We had a couple drinks apiece. Then we walked. Down the road to Tappers. Then I got an old fashioned, and then Stella was like, "I think I'm ready to go." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let me close the beer, the tab." So I went to close the tab and quick got another shot, and then uh, then we walked back to the Inferno room. So anyway, I was feeling really good. I don't remember what the point of the story was. I also forget. That's how you. <laughs> <laughs> It's the end of the it's the end of the podcast. Hey, this is this is uh 
You get why you paid for gravel. If you've made it this long, I can only assume that you are interested in our, our what ramblings. What the fuck was I talking about? What the fuck was I talking about? Um, cussing? Not cussing? I think... Cussing and not cussing. Damn, you're a genius, man. So, I had, for no good reason at all, no good reason, as soon as we got out of work, I just decided... We have a group text that goes... Here's side story again. We have a group <laughs> text with the nurse management team that's nine people deep that goes 24 hours a day. We post shit about work, but we also post shit about our personal lives or we just share memes and stories. I mean, we're, we're, we're a pretty tight-knit group. I decided the entire night I would not text in the group. I would only communicate through gifts. <laughs> but the night but the night before when I was less drunk, I made an equally stupid decision, which was I was trying to bring back some old fashioned cussing, but not really cussing. So I texted several times, I was like, Dad it! And and sh- shit like that. Um I'm pretty sure I didn't even make the whole night with that. And I lasted longer only communicating through gifts the night. The next night when I was drunk and could have easily just texted because I missed, made a mistake. So, long story short, not cussing is hard. Yes. Then you 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 know you proved you're really are an everyman when you try you were trying to be good and then you at the end of the night you're like I can't. Uh. Yeah. The the then at the end of the movie that's what led us here. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> back around. That's the wrap around to end the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. We de- we never have such a succinct no. uh, wrap around. Like to to put the bow on it, you know. Uh, but I think if we stop now, we will have done that. That's right. the tricky part. Is both of us being like, okay, let's push stop. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, thanks for listening. We will, you will hear us next week uh, for some more horror related. Why don't you movies. give us a suggestion? Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week. So you, know, uh, you can tweet us at sweetness one, sweetness uh, one with six E's, or at horror yeah. two. You can email us. I already said you can Gmail us. Whatever. If you're a grandma, you can Gmail us <laughs> at whorehousepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can, you can leave us a voicemail us on anchor.fm horrorhouse, and we will be happy to play your voice on the air. Ratings, Chris. And finally, give us. Give us a good old-fashioned rating wherever you're listening. Whatever platform, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, any place that allows you to leave a comment, leave us a rating. We certainly appreciate it. And it helps us out. It helps us out immensely. Get to more people that need we, two we dudes just want, we talking want about feedback. horror Let us know what ears, you think. Which, so. you know. Um, and let's be realistic. That's a lot of people. 
And if you would like to know what we think about what you think, it's do those things that we just said. Life. Bam, bam. Easy. Uh, we sh- we could go <laughs> drastic. We could be like, leave us a rating, or we kill this and puppy. Said, We are we are not the heels yet, but maybe one if we don't get enough uh, if we don't get enough ratings and enough comments, maybe we become the heels. Do you want to maybe be part of our hero to, uh, origin story, or do you want to be part of our villain origin? story? You don't want that to happen. Chris and Dave didn't get enough ratings, so they turned to a life of crime. One day they were stealing right. some plutonium X. The X stands for extra special. It was extra special plutonium. And then it fell in their bourbon. <laughs> uh, and then they both they died slow. Got radiation poison and couldn't finish their villain arc. <laughs> so stay tuned for next week for more horror-related things. Maybe a movie. Maybe I'm uh, sure maybe a topic. Be a uh, I don't know. It's a mystery to all of us. We'll find out when we get there. Apps uh, per more than likely. Um, but until then, until we talk to you again, uh, same uh, horror s- time, same different horror address, neighborhood. Is that is that the garage? I don't know. We if you have a better suggestion, you, hit us up. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>